Hello, ako si Jodesca Villan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa Bagong Rappler Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ng mga may init at mahalagang issue sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's News Break Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang kampanya laban sa illegal na droga ni Pangulong Rodrigo Duterte. Apat na taon nang na nakalipas simula noong inumpisahan ng drug war. Tibo-libo nang namatay sa kamay ng mga pulis at unidentified gunmen. Wala pa rin hustisya hanggang ngayon. Hindi rin napatigil ng coronavirus pandemic ang drug war. Marami pa rin insidente ng operations at patayan ang nai-report simula Marso nitong taon. Kasama ko ngayon si Rambo Talabong, ang police reporter na Rappler, para bigyan tayo ng update sa anti-illegal drug campaign sa ilalim ni Duterte, lalo na ngayong may pandemya. Hi Rambo, thank you for joining me today. Hello Jadez, thank you for inviting me. So before we dive into the issue, can you give us siguro the picture of the anti-illegal drug campaign of the President? Siguro let's contextualize. Can you briefly walk us through the President's drug war since 2016? Siguro I wanted to know, ano yung highlights for you? The anti-drug campaign of the Philippine president. Wow, mahaba tong usapan uh-huh. yes. I'll try to keep it condensed for our listeners. And I feel like they also know a lot about it at this point. But to recap, the anti-drug campaign, just in case people forget, gawa ng crisis ngayon sa coronavirus, is still a centerpiece in President Duterte's policy. It's still the, the centerpiece of his campaign. It's still the centerpiece of his promise before the end of his term. As in, talagang pangako niyang mawala ang droga, mawala ang drug suspects, sumaba ang krimen. Kaya, nung nagsimula ang kanyang anti-drug campaign, madaming namatay, maraming pinatay, police, at saka sa mismong mga taong hindi rin kilala, mga, ano to, mga drive-by shooters, mga riding in tandem. Sa strategiyang itong pananakot, ang inaasahan ni Pangulong, Pres- Pangulong Duterte na talagang mawala ang mga drug suspects sa Pilipinas. At, According to surveys at least, at saka sa mga taon na nakakausap, nakakausap natin on the ground, talaga bumaba daw yung mga drug suspects na kanilang kilala sa kanilang mga neighborhood. Kaya mataas ang approval rating ni President Duterte. Kahit na alam nilang mayroong pang-abuso dito. Pero ito nga ang ating pag, uh, pagtingin sa anti-drug campaign kasi nga it's also a campaign that needs to be subjected with the lens of uh, legal Uh, with, with, the, with the legal f- framework and knowing that it has to be subjected and has to follow the rule of law, mm-hmm. sa akin, we, we, I think we divide it with how notable killings have been. Mm-hmm. As in, maraming, we know the era of the anti-drug campaign based on the killings that occur. So, dun sa simula, yung mga maraming patayan, these nameless people who are killed every day dun sa early parts of its, sa early parts of the anti-drug campaign, there are notable ones na maalala mo siguro, Pins a picture when you think about the pieta na lumabas dun sa Philippine Daily Inquirer. That's a notable killing. And then, January 2017, if I'm not mistaken, dun lumabas yung storya about GHU, kaya temporarily tumigil yung anti-drug campaign. Memorable din for me yung pagpatay kay Osami City Mayor, Reynaldo Parohinog, that's also in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. And then... Also, the case of Kian de los Santos, that was also in 2017. Maraming patayan. 2018, nakita natin nag-shift yung patayan sa Central Luzon at saka sa Visayas. Pero marami pa rin cases doon. Hindi kasing, hindi kasing focus ang media kasi ayaw man natin, mahirap man tanggapin, talaga maraming focus yung reporting dito sa Metro Manila. Mm-hmm. Pero marami pa rin kwento sa mga probinsya, maraming patayan din tayo na report dyan. 
2019 was relatively lulled, pero kung titignan yung mga numero, talagang marami pa rin namamatay. There, the the anti-drug campaign has been continuing all this time. Meron mga moments of pauses. And I think it's no exception under the pandemic. Dire-diretso lang yung anti-drug campaign, even if may lockdowns. Dire-diretso yung kanila mga anti-drug operations. May suspension daw ng Tukhang sa Metro Manila, pero dire-diretso pa rin yung mga stings, yung mga buy busts, yung mismong pag pag-iimbestiga sa mga drug suspects. So, patuloy pa rin siya kahit na merong pandemya to this. Can you describe me how the government, yung anti-illegal drug campaign nila, nangyayari during the pandemic? Kasi I would assume na medyo mas konti yung taon nila na pinofocus dun. Kasi di ba ang dami-dami polis na pinamamando ng checkpoint, pinag-gugpintin <laughs> sa mga barangay para magbantay pag-lockdown. How were they able to sustain yung operations nila? Mm-hmm. So, nabawasan yung kanilang mga tauhan na gumagawa ng anti-drug campaigns kasi just to talk about the structure of it, every police station has a drug enforcement unit. As in, meron talaga mga police na ang trabaho ay magtrabaho lang ng mga kaso na related sa drugs, sa illegal drugs campaign. Mm-hmm. May mga hinugod doon sa mga units na yon Pero kahit na may hinugod doon, patuloy pa rin yung kanilang operasyon. Meron pa rin mga tao talaga nagtatrabaho sa mga kasong ito. At bumalik din sila sa kanilang mga units tumigil din sila sa kanilang mga checkpoints nung mas gumaan na ang lockdown measures. So, bumalik din talaga sila sa units at tire-diretso rin sila sa kanilang pag-operate. Kaya makikita natin to sa mga numero na talagang patuloy pa rin yung anti-drug campaign. Talagang ginagawa pa rin nila operations. Hindi lang natin ma- makuna ng video at saka photos kasi naingat tayo mga mamamahayag ngayon at hindi tayo makasama sa operations. Walang invites masyado kasi sumusunod pa rin sila sa kanilang mga protocol sa pandemya. So, hindi hindi advisable at saka hindi talaga dapat sinusunod na maraming tao sa isang siksikang lugar at mga operation, medyo siksik siya kasi ang kanilang usually tinatarget na mga communities is yung mga slums, yung may, may hirap at saka masikip din sa areas na yun at saka hindi sila makakapag-imbita ng mga tao na makakasunod. Kaya yun sa tingin kong dahilan kung bakit hindi sila makover at hindi natin maramdaman na patuloy pa rin siya kasi wala rin media attention. Yung Judes. Ano yung striking sa'yo dun sa paggawa uh, nila ng campaign ngayon? Parang meron ka bang parang naisakitang highlight or parang nagtahakap pa na nagawa yun? Sa akin, ang nakita kong highlight talaga ay patuloy yung anti-drug campaign at yung mismong pagpatay sa mga suspects. At syempre, sa kanilang naratibo, nanlaban itong mga suspects na ito. Kumugot ng baril. Nanlaban. Patuloy pa rin itong naratibong ito. It's also striking that it's still repetitive and it's still applied to this day that these stories are still echoing or repeated in the anti-drug campaign. And nakita rin natin yung, as tingin ko, maganda bigyan ng focus yung Bulacan kasi marami talaga namatay under quarantine dito sa Bulacan. At least hmm. 10 cases ang ating nakita okay. sa Bulacan lamang within the span of the lockdown. So March up, up until July, sampung namatay na drug suspects. And at least one of them ay apat in, apat in one operations na matay, if not uh-huh. mistaken. Meron talagang active measure, active effort of the PNP to continue. As in, ayaw nilang mag-relent. Yung talaga po, itulad din sinasabi ni Pangulong Duterte uh-huh. na patuloy ang anti-drug campaign. At yun ang katilang ginagawa ngayon. Sinusundan lang nila yung utos ng Pangulo na kailangang ipagpatuloy ito kasi babalik nga natin sa kanyang pangako. Ito talaga yung malaking pangako niya sa Pilipino sa kanyang pagtakbo. At para sa kanya, political power din. Parang you mentioned na patuloy nga yung killings, yung operations eh. Pero parang, I remember reading in your story na you released in line with the Duterte year 4 is 
may problema sa transparency. Now, we're seeing how the government fails to update yung tracking system nila. Can you tell mm-hmm. us ano ba itong tracking initiative ng government? And why do you think parang biglang nag-halt yung pag-update dito? We're going into the Real Numbers PH initiative of the Philippine government. The, re- the Real Numbers initiative of the Philippine government started months after it start after the drug campaign started in 2016. The Philippine government was facing this problem that independent media groups, human rights organizations were releasing counts, death counts, as in it was not good for their reputation that people were dying every day, that there mm. that dozens of killings happened in a single day, and that it was reaching hundreds by that time. So they released the real numbers page. They wanted to set the record straight based on their own documentation. Adulumabastion. With that, they wanted to take control of the narrative na mas konti yung bilang ng mga namamatay kesa sa bilang ng mga media organizations at saka na human rights groups sa pagpapatay ng mga drug suspects. So, inown nila to at, at actually sundan nga rin ng media yung cotton government kasi mahirap din talagang sundan eh unless napakalaki mo media organization na meron kang pang count, even ABS-CBN. Mm-hmm. Uh, na ngayon, di ba? Hindi, hindi rin nila, hindi rin nila ng as the same scale as the government. Kasi the government has the Philippine National Police to count it. Uh-huh. 200,000 personnel to do that. Kaya meron silang counting ng kanila. Pero that initiative came with a responsibility to update it every day. To update mm-hmm. it at least every week. It started out as every day. Nagpapalabas sila araw-araw. Naging every week. Tapos ngayong pandemya, umabot ng tatlong buwan na wala silang nilalabas. Mm-hmm. So nagtaka ako, bakit wala kayong nilalabas for, for three months already? Sabi nila, hindi daw sila kapag-meeting na maayos, hindi sila makapag-count ng maayos kasi nga, pandemya, lockdown, hindi sila makapag-function na maayos. Pero that also came with the problem na bakit nakakapag-operate kayo ng intense? Uh-uh. Pero bakit hindi kayo makapag-bilang with the same pace? But then you, why can't you catch up with counting uh-uh. in the way that you are conducting your operations? I remember parang naging... Nag-promise sila once during one several Senate hearings before on the killings na they will actively be transparent regarding the data that or information that they have. Eh. Pero parang we're seeing mm-hmm. uh, like your experience na walang data na mangyayari, walang data na kukuha. And then experience din of like the Commission on Human Rights and other human rights groups who are monitoring the situation, wala yes. rin silang makuhang parang government data. Yes. Parang, I wanted to ask Rambo, bakit ganito yung... Uh, overall siguro na perception or let's say uh, let's say na parang uh, government perception and ganito yung operation na nangyayari when it comes to numbers ng drug war. Kasi parang okay sa pandemic hin- parang hindi bago na nagkakabdan ng problema sa data eh. Bakit ganito pa rin? Pa rin? Four years na tayo sa drug war, bakit may problema pa rin ng transparency? Madali lang yung sagotin, Julius, at alam mo rin ito. Nanggaling mm-hmm. mismo sa Pangulo ang utos na wag maging transparent sa human rights groups at sa journalists. Mm-hmm. Ang sabi ng Pangulo, kung gusto nila mag-request ng dokumento, kung gusto nilang investigahan ng drug war, ako muna ang haharapin nila. Ako ang kailangan mag approve At yun na nakita natin sa ating reporting dito sa story na to. Dati, ang ginagawa natin, nagre-request tayo sa Philippine National Police ng detailed data. Every region, every month, broken down. So, nakagawa tayo ng mga bar graphs dyan at saka ng trend graphs. Uh-huh. Pero, nung nag-request ako nung May, ang sabi sa akin ng Philippine National Police Chief Bernard Banap, uh, centralized na ang paglalabas ng data. Uh-huh. At sabi niya sa ano daw, sa real numbers PH. 
Pero ang may hawak na real numbers PH ay PCOO, Presidential Communications Operations Office. Mm-hmm. And that office is in Malacanang under President Rodrigo Duterte. It makes it trickier for us to get proper data. Kasi yung broken down na data, it's already with the Philippine National Police. Mm-hmm. Pero kailangan pang iakyat sa Malacanang tapos bago i-approve, kailangan i-approve na mga tao sa Malacanang bago ibigay sa atin. So, mm-hmm. ayun, it makes it much more difficult. Do you have any idea or do you have any speculation kung bakit ganito ka? Out of all the things that can be centralized, itong drug war data yung centralized sa presidente mismo. This is my opinion and I think my own analysis. It, it serves them. It serves the the president it serves their political motive of um concealing if not try to make it harder for investigators to look into their campaign and uh, this is not new supreme court pa lang yung kanyang petition sa supreme court kinailangan pang iutos ni ni uh, former supreme court justice carpio na mag-share sila ng data and ang nakita ng mga lawyers who are questioning the constitutionality of the anti-drug war is rubbish lang yung documents na kanilang binigay. So this isn't new that they are not cooperating well with human rights groups, with journalists. It's it's part of uh, easily read as something that is in line with their motive because they, if if they share everything, you can find something wrong. And when you find something wrong, they can be held accountable. And who wants that to happen? Bakit ba pa importante na ng transparency na maging main point ng drug war data? Like for us journalists or even the public na hindi naman nagpaproduce ng mga data for their daily lives, bakit importante yung data? Especially in the context of the drug war. Napakahalaga ng data because it is a shared understanding. It is a shared knowledge of how the anti-drug campaign works in the bigger picture. We can have stories on the narratives, may pinatay na taong ganito, nanlaban siya, hindi pala. But data is extremely important to look at the bigger picture. We are not reducing the narratives into just statistics, but we can see in the broader sense, is this actually working? Is the anti-drug campaign effective? Is the promise of the president really working? And if it is working, does it really have to cost so many lives? And if it needs to cost many lives, is that what Filipinos want? If they see this data, they have the decision and they have the power to make the decision kung gusto pa nilang suportahan ito. And kung hindi naman bumababa yung anti-drug campaign, hindi naman bumababa yung incidence of drugs, at kung hindi naman nila gusto na may namamatay, they can decide from themselves kung gusto nila or ayaw nilang suportahan. It's basic transparency. It's basic information to the public to make them knowledgeable about your own policy. Kasi ito naman talaga ang pangako ni President Duterte na gagawin niya ito. Pero hindi pwedeng itago niya kung ano nangyayari kasi nga kanyang pangako ito. So Rambo, you've covered at least two years of the last four years of the drug war. So parang mm-hmm. gusto kong malaman from your own point of view, from your analysis, nasan na tayo sa drug mm-hmm. war? Ito ang flagship policy ng Duterte administration. And there are only two mm-hmm. years left sa kanyang presidency kasi mag election na rin in the coming years. Do you think mm-hmm. there's a significant dent on the drug trade? On a dent, I believe there was a dent inflicted by the drug war on the drug trade. A dent, we can give it that. Mm-hmm. But let's remember that his promise is not really a dent, but the termination of it, mm-hmm. the end of it. Pero ito nga, eh, pa- paulit-ulit tinatanong actually, Judes. As in, oh. every few months, tinatanong ng mga reporters, 
ang anti-drug campaign. Hindi ko na ito ginagawa ng story to be honest with you. Yung tinatanong, are we winning the anti-drug campaign? Every few months tinatanong ito, merong story usually yung mga news outlets. And syempre, ang sasagot nila is, we are winning the anti-drug campaign. Pero kasi nga, we have to go back to his promise. Has he ended it? Is he on the way to ending it? Looking at the statistics, yung statistics na limited lang yung pagbigay nila, ha? Mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like they're going at the pace that they want to. Kasi ang dami pa, thousands of barangays pa ang hindi cleared. Tapos, there's also the question of is uh, all the are all the officials in the Philippine government clean? That's also a project of President Duterte to yeah. clean the Philippine government and the Philippine mm-hmm. National Police. We just saw last year, the old Philippine National Police Chief, Oscar Albayalde, was accused of coddling and taking care of cops who allegedly took drugs and sold it for their own gains. So, the anti-drug campaign, I wouldn't say that we're winning, as in my personal take on it. It's not, it's far from the picture that the president is saying that I've cleared everything. I've cleaned the government. I'm already cleaning the streets. And I'm not that optimistic na makakompleto to within the span of two years. Especially since we are also under a pandemic. So I think for my last question, coming from your reflection on the past four years, I wanted you to look forward to the next two years, Rambo. Uh, what should the government focus on na when it comes to the drug war if they want to like at least if further pa yung dent nila sa drug trade without the uh, parang further implications on the lives of the people? Like, di pa tatuloy na tum- tumaas lalo yung mga cases ng patayan. Well, this isn't actually rocket science anymore. Palagi ito sinasabi. As in, ever since it started, even before the anti-drug campaign started, when you wage a war against drugs, you can't just focus on fear. You can't just focus on law enforcement. You also have to look at the community, at the country as a whole. How is it that people actually get into drugs? Why do they get into it? Why do they crave it? Top of the mind answers, poverty, lack of education, lack of security in their own communities. Ito yung mga dahilan kung bakit sila pumupunta at nalululong sa droga. At alam ito na mismo mga law enforcers natin na nalululong ang mga tao sa droga kasi vulnerable sila. As in, wala silang magawa. At saka kailangan nila minsan magbenta. Kailangan nilang kumuha. Hmm. Kaya sila nalululong sa droga. It is an entire ecosystem, an entire economy that's sustained by the lack of basic human services, the lack of basic human rights, the lack of respect to human rights that's afforded to usually the poorest of the poor. So if the, pres- if, if the president and if the administration wants sustaining impact on the drug war, and not just a dent through law enforcement, they should look at it as a whole. How can he attack poverty? How can he attack education? How can we change the perception on not just the perception against drugs as being evil, but this new problem of communities losing trust to their policemen because policemen are seen as possible violators of human rights. On that note, parang we have so much to be hopeful for. So let's see if like mm-hmm. yung sinabi mo ngayon sa last question ko ay maput into heart ng mga government officials, lalo na na two years na lang ang naiiwan sa administration ng presidente natin. So, thank yes. you, Rambo, for joining me today and for giving us updates on the anti-illegal drug campaign of the president. 
I think very important yung raise mong point na problema pa rin ng transparency. Four years na, wala pa rin transparency. Hirap pa rin tayo. And at the same time, minsan di ba sinisisi pa tayo dahil daw skewed daw ang numbers. But at the same time, yes. why they're not releasing the numbers that they have? Yes. So, thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rappler and Newsbreak sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. If you want to get access to exclusive content and events, join Rappler Plus. This is a community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. Sign up by visiting rapper.com slash plus. If you have a topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, email us at investigative at rapper.com. Again, I am Judesca Villan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.